Why is God so angry? Isn't the Bible full of contradictions? How could God allow so Isn't much science evil? just proves the Bible? Good. How can the how Bible can say the earth was created in six days? How can the Bible say the earth was created in six days? Samuel Clements, also known as Mark Twain, um, grew up kind of on, on the periphery of church. Uh, eventually, he married Olivia Langdon, uh, who was actually quite devout in her faith. And, and for a time, he was sort of drawn into the church a little bit. Um, but over the course of his life, Mark Twain um, saw really tragedy after tragedy, some of which, which were a result of his, his own decisions. Um, but, but what we see in his writings that as his life went on, later in his life, he became really bitter and cynical, um, really angry towards God. Uh, see, Mark Twain felt like a God who could make him happy, but who refused to was a wicked God. And, and his writings um, really, over the, towards the end of his life, became more and more irreverent. Um, he was accused of this irreverence in his time, and this is what he said. When a thing is sacred to me, it's impossible for me to be irreverent towards it. I cannot call to mind a single instance where I've ever been irreverent, except towards the things which were sacred to other people. Um, we show irreverence to things that we don't find sacred. Um, for example, uh, how, many, how many times has, has sort of a, a parent passed on these sort of sacred china plates perhaps to, to the next generation only to have uh, the kids turn around and immediately deliver them to a thrift store? Um, we are reverent towards the things that we don't find sacred. And so the question as we, as we come to the very last daily in, in this series in the Old Testament is, do we have a reverence for God himself, or do we simply try and pacify him so that we can get into heaven? Uh, we've been on this journey through the Old Testament, and, and my goal has been to really look at more of the difficult stories and, and texts in the Old Testament and really grapple with the reality that God lays out for us of who he actually is, uh, not just who we want him to be, but who he reveals himself to be. Um, and so to close today, we're going to look at one more really difficult story uh, here in the Old Testament, um, but, but that I think sums up much of what the Old Testament needs to do uh, in our lives. And that is the story of Uzzah. Um, uh, Uzzah was tasked with, with moving the Ark of the Covenant. So uh, about a hundred years uh, before, uh, so David was, was sort of named king. So David is king at the time of Uzzah. A hundred years before, the Ark of the Covenant uh, is in the tabernacle. They, they take it out to, to battle against the Philistines. The Philistines defeat uh, the, the army of the Israelites, and they take the, the Ark of the Covenant captive. This is about a hundred years before David. Uh, and the Philistines take it into the temple of their god Dagon, uh, and Dagon is this statue god, uh, and they bring the ark in and they, they put it at Dagon's feet and they wake up the next morning, twice this happens, where the statue of Dagon falls down on its face and the second time it actually shatters. The Philistines are terrified and they decide, you know what, maybe we don't really want this ark after all, right? And so then they, they pack up the ark with a lot of reverence and fear uh, and they send it back to Israel. Uh, the ark ends up uh, going back to Beth Shemesh, uh, where it stays for, for a number of years uh, among the sort of the nation of Israel. It's back home. Uh, and then when, when David conquers Jerusalem, he decides that he's going to make Jerusalem the capital city, and he, and he summons for the ark. So he sends Uzzah. He sends Uzzah to go and get the ark. Um, 
And we pick up the story of Uzzah and the ark in 2 Samuel chapter 6. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, uh, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who sits enthroned on the cherubim. Uh, see, the ark uh, of the covenant is, is this box. Uh, and within the box is uh, the, the tablets of the Ten Commandments, the ones that Moses didn't break, the second ones, uh, Aaron's staff, and also some manna. And this box really represents God's presence among the people and, and His covenant with them, the promise that He made to them. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments especially represent sort of the, the laws that people were supposed to abide by under the, the terms of this covenant. And, and on the top of the ark, which was sort of covered with gold, uh, were these two cherubim. They're like angels with their wings together touching in the middle. Uh, and this was called the mercy seat. Basically, it was, it was seen as this is where God sits among his people. And the priests would, would put the blood of the sacrifice once a year on, on this mercy seat. And God would show mercy to his people. Uh, and so it really was the significant symbol of God's presence and his covenant faithfulness to his people. Um, and so Uzzah is going to get uh, the ark. Uh, picking it up here in verse 3. And they carried the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out uh, of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. Um, there were very, uh, very clear instructions when it comes to the Ark of the Covenant in, in the Old Testament that it was specifically supposed to be carried uh, through these hoops that it had with these long Asherah poles. And it was supposed to be carried by Levites on their shoulders on these poles. But here we have Uzzah, uh, who is a mover, and he throws it on an ox cart. And when they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Huzzah put his hand out to the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And God struck him down there because of his error, and he died there beside the ark of God. And David was angry because the Lord had broken out against Uzzah, and that place is called Perez-Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? Uh, Uzzah is, is walking behind this ox cart following the Ark of the Covenant, and the ox stumble, the ark shuffles, and it's about to fall. And so Uzzah, who's afraid the ark is about to get dirty as it lands in the mud, reaches out and grabs it. And the moment he reaches out and grabs it, uh, he dies. Sort of a difficult story. Even David is angry about this. Um, it seems unfair. I mean, Uzzah was just trying to keep the ark from landing in the mud. And he's killed for it. But what's really going on here? Uh, first, there's, there's this irreverence, I think, that Uzzah is showing towards the ark, and, and perhaps even David as well, as they're not actually following the mandates of carrying it on the poles, carried by Levites. Instead, they throw it on this ox cart, and it begins to, to fall off. And Uzzah's fear is that, is that this, this box is going to get dirty. Uh, and so he decides he's going to try and do God a favor by keeping it clean. And he reaches out and grabs it, even though uh, the regulations in the Old Testament that was no one was supposed to touch it or open it. Um, and he reaches out and he stops it from falling in the mud. But, but what is mud? Mud is simply dirt and water. It does exactly what God created it to do. It wasn't the mud that would defile the ark. What we see, though, is that Uzzah, Uzzah was a sinner because we're all sinners. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that we have broken 
uh, our sort of creator-created relationship, uh, that we have become sort of treacherous towards God, that we are stained by sin. And Uzzah also is sitting in, in, in the disobedience of how to carry this ark and is a reverence for this box. He thinks he's doing God a favor by trying to keep it out of the mud. And it's Uzzah's touch that actually defiles the ark, not the mud. What we see all the way through the Old Testament is this revelation of God's holiness. God's holiness and man's brokenness. That there is this separation between us and God. This inability for us to approach God. It's why there had to be sort of the, the, the tabernacle system to begin with that had a curtain because there needed to be the separation between us and God. That God is totally holy, completely other, completely above us, absolutely sinless. And we see over and over through the Old Testament that God abhors the sinfulness. God abhors the stain on us. And, and there's this, this real separation between us and God. And it's Uzzah's sinfulness that is that is this, this stain that God won't allow in his presence, the presence being represented by the Ark of the Covenant. Um, we see in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 31, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, which echoes what we have in, in the Proverbs, right? Which says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And it comes to do we understand the holiness of God? Because if we understand that the, the God of the universe, who has created everything simply by his own voice, out of nothing, ex, ex nihilio, out of nothing, God created everything, the universe, the stars, the planets, all matter and energy, God simply spoke it into being. The holiness of his perfection, his completion, that he's totally other. And, and as we see in the Old Testament all the way through, this holiness should lead us to a place of reverence. There is a sacredness about God's presence that we don't deserve to be in his presence. And that holiness should lead to reverence. And that reverence really is another way of saying fear, that there, there should be a trembling that Uzzah didn't experience, that Uzzah didn't, did, didn't realize he wasn't afraid of God. There wasn't that, that fear of God's holiness in his presence. To, so he just reached out and touched it, thinking he was helping God out, doing him a favor. And, and, and this reverence and this fear of holiness is actually the foundation in the Old Testament for the new. And why I think it's so important to really grapple with these difficult stories of the way that God and humanity interact in the Old Testament because it sets up the foundation for the New Testament. In the Old Testament, we see more of this focus on God's holiness and the separation and the brokenness of humanity and that God doesn't really owe humanity anything. That's the other way around. And in the New Testament, we see God, it begins this, 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 this season of grace, where he's pouring out grace, where God himself comes down in Jesus, taking the wrath, the punishment of that, that holiness, that separation on himself, so that the response is grace. But if we only start with the New Testament, and we only start with grace, then we, we tend to presume upon it. 
we, we assume that God owes it to us. And we assume that that's all God is, is just this, this benevolent, loving God who only wants to show grace and only wants to show mercy and only wants to wash away our sins. But we have to build that grace upon first what we see in the Old Testament of God's character, how he reveals it, of his holiness, the, the trembling fear of God's hatred of sin. We need to start with that reverence, the holiness, which then leads us to understand and appreciate grace. And when we see that grace built on the foundation of holiness, then it leads us to actually worship. See, apart from Jesus, we are Uzzah, unable to approach the glory of God, separated, condemned. And so the Old Testament should rattle us. The holiness of God, the fallibility of people, His demands are false. We build the foundation of our New Testament faith and the grace of Jesus on the cross upon the holiness and the reverence we see of God's character in the Old Testament. And and for me, that's why I think Uzzah is such an, uh, an important study that we sort of stop for a moment and and tremble at at the sheer holiness and separateness of God. And and when we realize that we should be like Uzzah, but because of the grace of Jesus, we can, as it says in Hebrews, boldly approach the throne of God. It's because of that grace, which isn't uh, what we're owed, but, but rather it's grace, it's favor, it's unmerited favor. Uh, And then when we build on the foundation of holiness, grace, then it leads us to lives of worship. And so as we've gone through this Old Testament over 12 weeks, um, that's, I think that's my hope, my prayer, is that, that your, your, your understanding of God's character has deepened, that there, this reverence for God's holiness, the sacredness of, of His character and His presence, uh, and, and some of that fear as we see the way that He's interacted and revealed Himself in the Old Testament has sort of deepened your faith so that as we continue on here in the fall into Paul's letters, that we build on that foundation that we have of who God revealed Himself to be in the Old Testament holiness to reverence, into grace, which leads us to worship. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are holy, that you are totally um, above the sin of this world, that you are completely sovereign and in control. And we thank you that upon that foundation, God, then you pour out grace and mercy. God, unmerited favor on our behalf, your love poured out for us uh, through the wounds of Jesus through the presence of Jesus and the Spirit in our lives. God, help us to to realize that foundation for your grace and may it lead us to lives of worship. Thank you for the Old Testament. Thank you that you've preserved it for us and thank you for all it tells us about who you are. Help us to base that upon, um, upon the text and not just upon our own opinions. Thank you that we get to move into the New Testament. Um, and simply worship on this foundation of your holiness and reverence. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, hard to believe that, uh, that we made it through our 12 weeks. Uh, I, I, mean, I, just, I hope and trust that, that it was a, a good series for you as we, we grappled with some of these, these really difficult texts in the Old Testament and that our view of God has really deepened. Um, hey, we love you. We're for you. We're with you. Uh, have a great weekend.